I am just happy to know that here on June 8th, you are as much of a diehard fan that you think that your Saints are going to the NFC Championship game. You're listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Each week, Tony Dyer leads the huddle and tackles the hottest topics around the NFL. He's joined by guests from all around the football world, bringing their insights and reactions to the news and noise of the National Football League. Subscribe now to join the huddle. Welcome back to Huddle Up, a football podcast. I'm Tony. Joined by Daniel. Welcome back, Daniel. Oh. And today we have another guest from all around the football world, Dakota. Dakota, I don't know how to introduce you. What do you want to be introduced as? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like we have to throw it back to the Squire days. To the you know? Squire. The Squire himself. Ooh, yeah, I like that. Can I call you Baby Daddy? Is that allowed? Yeah, I feel like that's appropriate now. Yeah. Baby, baby Daddy Dakota? How about wow, that? Kind of yeah. Dakota's Congratulations, expect- Dakota. Thank you. Dakota's Thank expecting you. a young baby. He's the squire. That goes back to financing. Dakota and I used to work on a team where we um, we don't talk about this on the show. It came up with uh, with Rich Dotson, but Dakota and I worked on a team where we specialized in helping people with bad credit get cars. And that's it. That's the end of that story. Um, we became friends. Both of us have now left that job. Now we have different jobs. And we decided he's, a, he's an avid Saints fan. And as we've been going through these divisions and deep diving through them, we thought, why don't we reach out and get a guest who has a favorite team in that division? And Dakota's favorite team is the New Orleans Saints. I think it's because of Drew Brees. I don't think it has anything it to do with the Saints. Yes. Now, so first question, does the loyalty remain? Are you still a Saints fan? Yeah, 100%. No, no bandwagons in this household. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Love it. So uh, that's what we're doing today. The NFC South. We'll talk Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We'll talk about the Saints. We'll talk about the Panthers and, of course, the Falcons. Are the Falcons the new worst team in the division? I don't know. Wait, wait. We'll talk about that in a minute. The fan favorite. Yeah, you're getting way ahead of yourself. I am getting Whoa, whoa, whoa. The fan favorite segment has been guess the player. We need to come up with a better name for this. Who, who am I? Or Who am I? No, that's too, that's too easy. You and I literally just said the same thing. Okay, we're going to think about it. We'll start with who am I. We've got one more segment of who am I. I don't like it. It sounds so cheap. Anyway, we'll do that. Daniel, Daniel has two. Dakota has one. So we'll alternate. Daniel can go first. Go. Okay. Uh, let me pick which one I think I want to do first. We just sat here for 20 minutes while you wrote out these players. Okay. You didn't pick which one you wanted to go I first? Decided. Okay, I decided. Okay. Okay. okay, are you ready? So, Dakota, we'll refresh you on the rules. So, it's going to be a competition between you and Tony when I am listing these, um, these facts about this player. And if you say locked in, then you have the opportunity to guess a player before Tony. But if you guess wrong, Tony has the ability to then take the very next clue and have the first guess. No, no, no. I get a free guess immediately. Like, I get to guess, and then you're right. No, okay, we didn't do that before, but I kind of like that. Yeah, we did. I thought we did that. I don't think we did, but I do like that. If you guess wrong, then I get a free shot to, for the first guess and the next clue. Yeah, I'm good with that. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. So, basically, if you guess wrong, you're, you're locked out for the next guess, and Tony can 
guess there and then the next clue. So and the loser, by the way, the loser takes a shot of fireball at the end of the year. Okay. First, and I don't expect you to chime in and answer on these first couple ones. I'm just kind of laying the groundwork here. Number one, I have been in the league for five years. Although I didn't play very much my rookie season, I only had 32 carries. Okay. Okay. But I have been a top seven running back twice in my career. Okay, keep going. Wait, keep going, Tony? Yeah, yeah, keep going. <clears throat> I I have played for two NFL teams. I wish I could ask you questions. Can I ask you questions? No. Okay, okay. <laughs> two league, two teams four. across five years. The first year was poo-poo. So we got four years here. Two were great. Uh, okay, keep going, keep going. Okay. I went to college in the backyard of the team that drafted me in the third round. Okay, I'm locked in, but I don't know if I'm right or not. It's I'm going to pick Leonard Fournette. Wrong. How long has he been in the league? I'm looking it up. Go ahead. That was LSU anyway. He played at LSU. I'm talking backyard. Okay. Dakota, do you have a guess? Wait, there's one more clue, right? Oh, there's two more. Okay, I'm good. With, let's do one more. Wait, no, I got it. I got it. So if you guess wrong here, the slate starts over and you don't get your free guess. Okay, Kareem Hunt. No. Dang it. Not Kareem Hunt. Okay, so it's still, it's still up for grabs here whenever you guys can. I have rushed for 12-plus touchdowns twice in my career, but I've never hit 1,000 rushing yards. This guy sounds like a bum. <laughs> like an absolute bum. Locked in. Aaron, Aaron Donald. No, oh my God. Aaron Jones. No. I'm guessing at this point. You've got me completely, absolutely guessing. Do you have a guess, or do you want to hear my, my last guess? I'll take the last clue. Why wouldn't I? I was the running back five last year in fantasy football. Oh my gosh. Oh, it's kind of figured it out. Locked in Nick Chubb. No, and you're not allowed to guess either. God, you got it. You, you cheated and you got it wrong. Two teams. <laughs> That's I only one not. team. This is ridiculous. No, no. Okay, here. Let me run through them again. I've been in the league for five years. I only had 32 carries in my first year. I've been a top seven running back twice in my career. Okay. I've played for two teams. I have rushed for 12-plus touchdowns twice, but I've never hit 1,000 yards. I went to college in the backyard of the team that drafted me in the third round. Okay. And I was, and I was the running back five last year. Running back five? I don't even remember. I'm just going to throw out... Let's see, Kenyon Drake? No. Loser. I don't know. Um I'll take another shot. Man. Are you looking at your computer? I am. I'm looking through a list of running backs trying to see if any of it makes sense. I got it. It's James. God, you're such it's, a cheater. Is it James Connor? 
It is James Conner. There we go. I didn't look at any stats. I just looked at names. And then when I saw James Conner's name, it kind of clicked. Yep. James Conner. He went to college in Pittsburgh. Jesus. Oh, yeah. Pitt. He had cancer. It's a great story. Oh, that should have been the last clue. Yeah, that would have gave it away. We would have got that one. I beat cancer. But, I, I mean, I want to make it hard enough to where you guys don't get it on the first couple guesses. You want to make it so hard that you're the only person who could ever guess it so that you just assert your dominance over us episode after episode <laughs> after episode. <laughs> hey, Dakota, did you listen to last week's? Of course. I got, so I got I a phone call about that, by the way. Tony and I both had Michael Thomas, and I gave him, like, six guesses, and he couldn't guess his own player. <laughs> It's true. It's, it's just rough. Uh, talk about it. Isn't that, said, you belly laugh about it, it so like it's hard. that funny. <laughs> and he, he gave me one guess, and I was like, wait, it can't be. <laughs> oh, God. Dakota, okay, Dakota, you're up. Who's your player? Well, I can't tell you who my player is. Just give the whole thing away. Oh All right, give God. us some clues, buddy. Okay, clue number one. Okay, you ready? I am yeah. the first player to ever get a Heisman Trophy from the University of Alabama. Next. Um, I'm, I'm going to lock mine in just to, just to get a guess in there. Okay, I'm ready. Mark Ingram. Gee, Daniel, why are you good at this? He's really yes. good at this. <laughs> He's I really good already, at this. I've only played once. <laughs> and you won the last no nobody won. i won the last one i cheated though Ugh. twice all right Daniel. okay mm. embarrass us in front of everyone again <laughs> stop it i honestly that surprises me that he was the first at alabama i just knew that he he won it and he's been in the league for a while a couple guys have won it since and he was the kind of the first one that i remember so i'm surprised about that stat though it was a guess. All right. So you guys ready for this? Not really. <laughs> I think, so I think this one's going to be a lot easier than the last one. Of course you do. Yeah. I won offensive rookie of the year and made the pro bowl in my rookie season in 2016. Carry on. I have played in all games in my six-year career every single year except for one. Okay. I was a fourth-round pick and have never changed teams. Okay, I'll take one more. I think I know. I just can't remember what year he was drafted. Tony? I suck, at another the, one? I suck at this game. I want another one. Okay, hold on. Since 2016, rookie year, I have led the NFL in game-winning drives with 15, primetime wins with 13, and 19 rush touchdowns by a quarterback. Mm, so it's not Kirk Cousins, primetime wins. Hmm. Um. <laughs> the opposite maybe primetime losses uh. <laughs> <clears throat> okay so I was stuck on wide receiver Ooh, yeah. yeah 
So let's think 2016. Offensive rookie of the year. All right, I'm locked in. Oh, fuck. What do you got? Does, is his middle name my first name? Does he go by the same name as me? Yes, he does. Dak Prescott. You got it. Wow, I hope you feel good about yourself, Dakota. I hope you feel really good about yourself. Nice. What's his first name, Rain? Rain Dakota Prescott. That's right. If you'd have said his first name was Rain, I would have got that right. How is it that I know that? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I was surprised that he didn't miss, you know, the year he obviously shattered his ankle. He had played in every single game except for that year. Because he, he feels like he's hurt all the time. On Dak Prescott was when you said he played every game, but then I was like, well, you prefaced that with in the first however many years. No, it was I've played in all games in my six-year NFL career except for one season. Okay, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Great. So now that this is over, can we move on? <laughs> all right, Tony. I don't even know how to recover from this. I don't know how to move on to talking about the NFC South. I don't know if I want to talk about Tampa Bay, the Falcons, the Panthers, the Saints. Uh, a sturdy Dak Prescott, a sturdy quarterback. Here we go. You ready? Mm-hmm. Outside of the gruesome injury, which, by the way, somehow did Dak get his big contract immediately after breaking his ankle? Is that right? Not not immediately, but he didn't take the field until he had that contract. So, yeah, after he broke <clears> his <throat> ankle, he got the contract. Yeah. So, clearly, Jerry Jones thought that they had stability at quarterback. Here we go. The Panthers have no stability at quarterback at all. Oh, look at that segue. <laughs> so much so. That was live. This is live, ladies and gentlemen. This is live on a Wednesday night. And by the way, if you ever want to call into the show, if you ever want to give me a hard time for missing, which I miss a lot, the phone number is 317-622-8201. Call the number. You got to call at like 945, 10 o'clock on a Wednesday night. You'll probably get a hold of us. We'll probably answer. We're probably going to be live because that's when the show is recorded. Anyway, Dak Prescott has been stable. We can talk about whether or not we like him, but he's been on the field, right? Hurt or not. And he's always been the starter. The Panthers have not, they don't have a clear starter. They drafted a new quarterback. Their current quarterback has been seen, he's seen ghosts from the sidelines before. They're talking about, they are still talking about Cam Newton coming to North Carolina and just reviving, like accepting the tank for another year. I think that's the idea. And just reviving the fan base and driving ticket sales and merchandise sales. Oh. What's going on? So Matt Rule's in the hot seat, right? Is Matt Rule still the head coach? Yeah, he's yeah. the first to get fired in 2022. Turn on the siren, Tony. Hottest seat. Oh, no. There it is. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's gone. One of the hottest seats in the league. Uh, it's been an exciting team, but the college system hasn't really worked well with them. Christian McCaffrey has been hurt. Daniel, Dakota. So, Dakota, we already know what you think. Go ahead and tell me why you think that Matt Rule is the first to be fired? I don't see a way that this team can get out of the bottom of this division. You're competing against another team that doesn't really know who their quarterback is. I've heard rumor that they want to go after Baker, but I don't know how realistic that is. They didn't do anything crazy. If Christian McCaffrey's healthy, I guess 
they may win a few games, but who knows how many injuries they'll have this year. I, you know, I just don't see a way that Matt Rule is successful enough that they keep him around. Sure. Stefan Gilmore's gone. The defense is less than it was before. The offense should be a little bit better than it was before. I would think so. Um, there's going to be some clamoring for the rookie if things don't go well. And, and then that's, I think, when things could spiral out of control. Daniel, what are your thoughts on the Panthers team? I actually think their defense might be pretty underrated. Um, don't forget that J.C. Horn was lost pretty early last year, and uh, that, that kid's a stud. So just, just look out for him. But, um, I mean, they had the number six overall pick. This tells you how much they didn't like this quarterback class this year. They had the number six overall pick. All the quarterbacks were available. They hate Sam Darnold. Matt Rule's on the hot seat, and they still chose an offensive tackle. It's almost like they were prepping for one of the free agent quarterbacks to come in, or maybe they might get lucky with their next pick, um, which was actually, it went from, from all the way from pick number six to pick 94 is when they picked Matt Corral. Jesus. But, yeah, seriously. But um, they ended up getting... The, the kid they drafted, Ike Aquanu, a lot of people thought that he was the best offensive tackle in the whole draft. So he, that'll end up being a pretty good selection. I honestly think there's a lot more stock in this Baker Mayfield talk than people let off. I, I think they have to, right? I mean, we're talking about Matt Rule being on the hot seat. It all starts the quarterback. He cannot go into this year with Sam Darnold at quarterback. Yeah, I don't disagree am, with am that. Am I wrong? I don't disagree with that at all. I, I mean – I think they could very well go into the season. But when you look at, so I know we're talking about the NFC South here, but just today, Wednesday, um, all the big head, heads tweeted that Baker was basically informed to just stay home for, for the required part of offensive minicamp, right? Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, not offensive minicamp. Yeah, he was excused. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he's not going to be fined. He's not going to be punished, but don't show up, right? We just don't want you here. We don't want the distraction. You're not going to play. We don't want you to play. We're not going to force this thing. It's clear and obvious that Baker is either going to just play for free. Can he be cut? Yeah. What 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 happens with the salary if he's cut? I mean, of course he can be cut, Daniel. But I mean, is it? I don't think they can just cut him. Yeah, I'd have to look up to see what his dead cap is, but I, I fully expect him actually to cut them. Wow. From many articles that I've read, Baker. Wow. Well, regardless, Baker is. If Baker was cut, he'd be the best free agent quarterback on the market, obviously without saying. And obviously without saying, he'd be an upgrade for a handful of teams. The Panthers are a team... 18 million, by the way. 18 million? They picked up his fifth-year option, which is why. They shouldn't have done that. That was stupid. But I guess if they, if they wouldn't have had Deshaun Watson as a plan um, elsewhere, they probably... Say plan B, I wouldn't. dare you. Yep. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but yeah, 18, 18.8 million. So that is why they've been trying to trade him. And I think every team knows that and they don't have the leverage. So <laughs> it's, uh, we'll see, see what happens. Sure. Um, yeah, I think the Panthers make a lot of sense. They've been in the market. I, I don't, there's not a, there's not a quarterback in, in Carolina that, that makes me feel like they're going to win games. CBS sports has them slated to win six games. That's bad. That's really bad. When you have when you have talents on that offense like Chris McCaffrey and DJ Moore, I mean that is embarrassing. If Aaron Rodgers had those pieces, you'd be he'd be winning thirteen games. 
Now, with that in mind, I think we should point out early that the NFC South does play the NFC West this year. So that's going to factor in. There's four losses right there for most of these teams in the division. (laughs) You know, that's just what it is. You know, most of these teams in this division are going to be able to keep up with that. And the Panthers are one of them. I don't know. Do we want to go on about this Panthers team very long? Outside of a better quarterback, I don't know. I mean, this is a, this is a, it's a team. I feel like they re-signed DJ Moore this offseason, and I feel like in order for that to have happened, they had to tell DJ Moore, listen, we have a plan in place. We're trying to replace Sam Darnold. You're not going to get Sam Darnold targets the rest of your career. Trust me. And I think that's the only way that a talent like DJ Moore stays. Is yeah. they, they huddle him up in a room and say, look, we're trying to solve this. I promise we'll do everything we can. I agree. It's a quarterback-driven league. We've talked about that before. And this division shows that more than any other division in football. There are the haves and the have-nots. The haves, let's just go right, right to Tampa Bay. Tom Brady is back, unretired, retired, unretired. Right? Whoop, 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 whoop. We did that song and dance like six weeks ago. So we're not going to go back to that. Tom Brady is a guy who, at this stage in his life, at 45 or 49 or 54 years old, I don't know how old he is anymore, he's not going to come back to getting sacked by the Aaron Donalds of football unless he knows that he has a bird in the hand, unless he knows that there's a team here that can win. And here's another team. I feel like all these teams, we can spend less than five minutes talking about all these guys. The only, I guess the only question I have in my mind, <clears throat> the offensive line has changed a little bit. And when the offensive line started changing, I worried that maybe Tom wouldn't come back. But he did. Gronkowski still hasn't re-signed. I expect him to re-sign. Antonio Brown is gone. Never to be seen or heard from ever again. And let's see. What was the... What was the they took in... Gressel Gage, was he the replacement for the hole that Antonio Brown left? Correct. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's viable. I think that's good enough for the, for the wide receiver three on a team. Russell Gage did great things last year. I think that's fine. He's nothing well, special. He may have to be the wide receiver two for a little bit. And Chris Godwin for his ACL pretty late. But he can do it for a little bit. And with a guy like Tom Brady, I think it's possible. It seems like Tampa Bay is poised to at least contend. Back to the CBS Sports, I mentioned the Panthers were at six wins. CBS, the same writer, put Tampa Bay at 11 and a half. Do you think that's low or high? Let's, let's pivot. Let's not, let's not lecture on about each team individually. We know that this is a great team. We know that Tom Brady's the best quarterback and head coach in football at the moment. Let's, let's, let's talk about that. Is 11.5 too high or too low? I have, a quick, uh, I have a quick thing on the Buccaneers. I mean, you said a little bit about the offensive line. Let's not forget they just got Rashad White. I mean, I think that's a pretty big acquisition there. I think 11 and a half wins is low. I don't see why they couldn't be a 12 or 13 win team easily. Yeah, and Dakota, as much as I love Rashad White, they did re-up Leonard Fournette, and it wasn't just like a one-year veteran minimum. I mean, they they like the guy, and he did really well last year. So I don't know how much work Rashad White's actually going to get. He's a better pass catcher than Leonard Fournette, um, and they let Ronald Jones go. So he's now in Kansas City. So I think he might be more of a third round back. Rashad White, my Rashad White is let's not forget the Leonard Fournette Ronald Jones committee they had going for a little while. I think Rashad White's an upgrade from Ronald Jones, so that only makes their backfield better with Fournette. Totally agree. I, I am a definite hater of Ronald Jones. I think he's terrible. 
Uh, we've had this discussion many times on the show. Tony's smiling, but yeah, I think he's going to be, because he's so big, he's built like Leonard Fournette. I mean, not a lot of guys are built like Leonard Fournette, but he is a pass-catching, third-down running back specialist that can just plow through the center of the offensive line. I mean, I, I totally agree. I just don't. If Leonard Fournette gets hurt, oh my gosh, look out. We're looking at, you know, potential offensive rookie of the year. But if Leonard Fournette's there all year, I don't think they spent the money on a running back, um, with especially with all the needs, you know, re-upping Chris Godwin this year. Um, they have some pieces like Devin White and, um, you know, some other good defensive players that they could have spent money on that I think, I think they're going to use Leonard Fournette a lot if he stays healthy this year. I'm tallying really quickly because I, the more I look at this, I think that rider was way off. I really do. Give me just a couple of seconds here. Yeah, I think it's low. I think sure, it's I way agree. low. I just penciled him in for five losses, and I think that's worst case scenario. I mean, yeah, it, I mean, I haven't really looked at their schedule. Some of their games it, look real schedule, real, real scary. They play the Browns in November. Maybe he was thinking Deshaun Watson was going to be there. That would change things for me. But at this point, I think. At this point, I think Deshaun Watson's going to have a permanent and definite forever suspension that can be revisited in a year. I think that's where we're going with, with Deshaun Watson, which is the exact... Really? I mean, I, I didn't think that a week ago, but this stuff is just piling on, and unfortunately, it's going to drag the, the league's name through the mud. At some point, they're going to have to come out and say, okay, wait a minute. We can't wait. Like, I understand why the league is waiting. They want to have all the information. They don't want to do this thing two times. They don't want to say, okay, it's six games. Oh, wait, it's 66 women, not 21 women. Okay, now it's 12 games. Oh, wait, it was 120 women over three years, not just 66 over one. Okay, now it's three years. Like, they're not going to do that. You know, there's going to come a point, and I understand why the league moves slow. That's what I'm trying to say. They want all the information in front of them. So as things get closer, Deshaun's going to start showing up to camp. He's going to start collecting paychecks. And the league's not going to be able to allow for the, all the women that they've worked so hard to get on their side. They're not going to be able to allow it. And so unfortunately, whether these accusations are true or are not true, you know, I'm not, I'm not getting into that right now. I'm just saying from the league's perspective, I do think that they're going to have to come down and say, hey, dude, you're unplugged completely until we can figure out what's going on. And then we'll move up forward from there. And so the point of long story to get to the Buccaneers are going to beat the Browns because Jacoby is fine, but Jacoby's no, you know, he's not a barn burner. We've seen that before. And I see a bunch of difficult games, right? But nothing's, nothing is impossible for them. I had them losing to the Packers, to the Chiefs, to the Rams, the Bengals, and they can win some of those games. So I don't know. They're going to, I'm going to, there's going to be surprises, but I think 11 and a half is way too low, way too low. The lowest of the CBS sports, the Falcons projected five and a half wins. Oh, that may be too high. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I mean, when you have Marcus Mariota as the plan at quarterback, I mean, my God, the guy could barely get a backup role the last two or three years. I mean, this is this is scary. But Aaron Daniel, Nolan, but Daniel, a rookie quarterback who compared compared himself to Ryan Tannehill. That's the best comparison he could find. I mean, Tannehill's a formidable quarterback, but geez, if I'm getting drafted and I'm supposed to be a team's future, I'm just saying, hey, I'm Ryan Tannehill. 
Right. Maybe it's because he was still drafted so late. <laughs> he didn't want to get people too excited. <laughs> I wonder if he said that before or after Tannehill said it's not his job to mentor young players. Oh, that's hilarious. I don't know. Um, Tannehill had a slump, man. Don't dog Tannehill like that. He had just had a slump. That, Tannehill's I was said it? he was formidable. I just said that if I'm a rookie coming in trying to prove that I'm the future, I'm not coming out and saying, hey, guys, I'm Brian Tannehill. What, are you going to come out and say, hey, I'm um, Tom Brady? I'm Tom Brady. I'm Aaron Rodgers. I feel like you got to set the standard somewhere. And if you're sending <laughs> I, I guess. guess you can't go down from five and a half wins if you say you're Tannehill. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, speaking of Ryan Tannehill, uh, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the same offensive coordinator that's in Atlanta now is the, was the offensive coordinator in Tennessee when Ryan Tannehill took over for Marcus Mariota. So, kind of an interesting little uh, little caveat there is Marcus Mariota is now the quarterback, and they drafted Desmond Ritter. So, that could happen again. Wow. It has to. It has to. I mean, Marcus Mariota is not a starting quarterback in the NFL. Is Desmond you know, Ritter? spinning pieces. Is, I, I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, a lot of people said that he was right. the most pro-ready. You know, maybe he was the most pro-ready quarterback in this draft, you know, aside from Kenny Pickett, who I thought was the most pro-ready. But, yeah, you add, you add Drake London. I mean, this wide receiver core was in shambles this offseason. Uh, they lost Calvin Ridley. They lost Russell Gage. And, uh, you know, they basically had Olamide Zacchaeus as their starting wide receiver one going into the draft. So Yikes. they had to take Drake London. Um, which I thought was the best wide receiver in the draft. And then they traded for Brian Edwards. I feel like super under the radar guy uh, from, from Oakland. And so you have, you have a couple good pieces there. They, they, they got Damian Williams this year running back. Um, they drafted Tyler Algier, who I think is going to be kind of a uh, behind the scenes, maybe sneaky guy to look out for to take over that role there. Cause I think uh, Cordero Patterson is going to mix between running back and wide receiver like he did last year. So the offense as a whole has some things to be excited about, but when Marcus Mariota is the quarterback, it's just not exciting <laughs> to me at all. Yeah, I think... Am I totally wrong? No, you're not wrong. The whole division's not exciting. I mean, I hate even having the show, to be honest with you. I hate to say that out loud, but... <laughs> Jesus, this is a boring division. And it's... And Look it's, at a Falcons beat writer who says that he doesn't see Marcus Mariota making it past week six. Yeah. I believe it, man. I... <laughs> That's the thing. I, yeah, you lose a couple games and you've got a rookie with a little bit of clout. And, you know, that's because it's by week six they're going to be zero and six. Yeah. Yeah. What's they the, won't be able to move the ball. What's the Falcons' schedule? It's going to be brutal. Well, yeah, because they're playing the NFC West. Uh, it actually I mean, starts out pretty favorably. You know, I'd oh, pick the that's Texans preseason. To beat them. That's preseason. Oh, it's not. They it's not start. Great. They start at home against the Saints. I know that. They start at home against the Saints, and then it's at the Rams against the Seahawks. Oof. Uh, well, they could be the Seahawks. Seahawks might be the easiest one, yeah, but the, with Drew Locke, I mean, that's the, conversation for another day. The Browns, they're going to lose that game just because of the running game and the defense. Um, Buccaneers, yeah, this is brutal. Well, Niners, Bengals. Oh, lost. They get a break against the Panthers, maybe. Oh, bad. This is really bad, guys. Okay, I'm saying under five and a half. Could be the worst team in the league. Yeah, and that's by design. If they, if they are the worst team in the league, they love that. Yeah. Because guess what? They're staring down C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young next year. That may be the plan. 
Well, there you have it. Well, let's do the Saints. Um, let's just move on to the Saints. We'll wrap this one up quick. Yeah, I was going to say, Dakota, we're, we're on to the main event here, buddy. Okay, I know you guys are all thinking that I'm going to come on here and say the Saints are going to win the Super Bowl, and I already said pre-show <laughs> that as an informed Saints fan, I realize that there's a lot of questions here. My personal ceiling, I would love to see them in the NFC Championship game. I think if the team remains healthy. And sound we the see- alarm, Tony. Hey, sound it. I think if we see the Jameis Winston that we saw pre-injury, I think there's a chance this team's good. I'm not going to say they're going to win the division. The Buccaneers are a Super Bowl team still with a better running back core than they had before, and Fournette's full. His pockets are full now, so he's got nothing to lose. Um, I think you have to look at the Saints with being last in the NFL in pass yards last year and 28th in total offense, and I think that changes – Drafting Olave, getting Jarvis Landry. I mean, let's not forget their wide receiver one last year was Marquez Callaway. Yeah, yeah piss poor. You're going to have Alvin Kamara out for a little while, I'm sure. That's what happens when you beat poop people up in bars. You know, there's constant. We know that for sure, though, that he's going to be suspended. We don't, but I'm, there's a chance. We don't know when Michael Thomas is fully healthy. We don't know. Apparently, Jameis Winston yeah, is. Well, Michael Thomas has got to be healthy by now, right? Michael Thomas just posted today on Instagram he is sprinting full speed at the facility. Okay. Good deal. Good to hear. I also saw on Instagram that Jameis Winston is now walking with a limp. So, you know, I don't know <laughs> where we're headed. That's just his swagger. That's just his swagger. I, I don't laugh because it's funny. I laugh because it's like, that's supposed to be a positive? Oh, good. He's now moved on to a limp. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of questions with the Saints. I see them being a wild card team or sneaking into the playoffs realistically. The floor here is we compete. I mean, we're the second place team in the division. And if we do any worse than that, I'll take four file fireball shots live on camera. <laughs> we're below the Panthers and the Falcons. That's where we're at. Ugh. I think that's a fair assessment. The, I'm back to CBS Sports. I did some research before the show, and it all kept going back to their writing staff. And good for them. I mean, when I typed in, when I was looking for something, they were at the top of the search, right? And, I, and it was surface level, right? I'm not pretending that I'm some deep dive analyst here. Um, but to know that Michael Thomas, I did, I didn't find that from them, but to see Michael Thomas sprinting, to know that they've signed Landry and Alave, that's exciting. That is a little bit exciting. And I do think the Saints have the best secondary in the league. I mean, you've got Lattimore, you've got Gardner Johnson's going to go back into a nickel spot with the signing of Tyree and Matthew. Uh, if Marcus May that we got from the Jets is healthy, I think him and Tyreen Matthew, there's some word that they've developed some camaraderie in the locker room, so that's great. Um, linebackers are okay. Defensive line is decent. I mean, I think we're going to be a good a good defense. I would say a top 10, maybe even a top 5 defense if everything goes well. Um, it's just questions on the offensive side of the ball that make me cautious. And the question is, what do you think about the Ravens stealing your uh, starting safety? Well, you replace him with my Tyrene Matthew and Marcus May. Do you think Marcus Williams is worse than Tyron Matthew at this point in his career? I guess we're going to find out. I don't have a fair assessment, but I like Tyrone Matthew, and I like them signing some guys from LSU out of the backyard. I think that's good for that's good for the franchise. We'll see what happens. 
I, I think that Tyron Matthew shouldn't be questioned, really, at this point. I mean, he he's older, but... He was a liability last year. Uh, but he he's, was, he's fading. And but he he flashed still he can still flash and sure and we'll we'll see how that works the CBS Sports article that I saw ranked the ranked the triplets the wide receiver triplets in the league they ranked this group of wide receivers at 17 of 32 lower than the bottom half of the league and I don't know if that's because there's a free agent here and a rookie but I think that's unfair I think we could potentially be sleeping on this team some I'm with Dakota. They're probably the second best team in the division. CBS had them at eight, eight wins. I've got them higher than that. I, I, I do. I've got Tampa higher than 11 and a half and the Saints behind them somewhere. Maybe that maybe I got the Saints at 11 and a half and Tampa at more like 14. Dakota, what did you what did you think about the Saints trading uh, 14 draft picks and a King's ransom for Chris Olave? Did you like that? Uh I mean, as we all know, because I'm a Drew Brees fan, I'm a Purdue fan, so I've watched Chris Olave torch us multiple times, so I know what's there. But I also don't think that this draft wasn't deep enough that they could have waited three more picks. I mean, who knows? Olave could have been there. There's a high chance he wasn't. Crazy wide receiver draft, that's for sure. So need There was other receivers. I mean, I think Drake London, I agree with Daniel. I think Drake London on paper is – the best receiver prospect in this draft, but I could have even said, wait until next year. I think Smith and Jigba from Ohio state is better than Chris Olave. Oh, he's going to be a top six pick too. Oh, I mean, I don't know. Smith I mean, and Jigba will be, I, I like Chris Olave gives Michael Thomas, another Ohio state guy. I'm worried about Michael Thomas turning into like an Antonio Brown. We had some flashes last year of Antonio Brown. Let's not forget that. We did. Yeah. You're right about that. Yeah. And you know, are we sure Michael Thomas even still wants to be here? Because, yeah, that whole scenario to where it was ugly. he got hurt, he didn't want to play for the team anymore. He was very vocal about that. And then waited, decided to have surgery super late on purpose so that he misses more time and misses, like, all the next year. Like, is he just going to come back in and high, start high-fiving guys and go right into playing? That's what I mean. I mean, we might have a head case on our hands. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, it, it starts when you get – really good at wide receiver and then you got a prima donna on your hands that you're that you're babying and then it, it at some point you just got to determine is this worth it i hope at some point good uncle Keyshawn gave him a phone call and said listen punk uncle Keyshawn, <laughs> he would have got that right last yeah. week <laughs> he would have got that Tony, right i believe there was a conversation stop. at one point stop it was talking stop. about Keyshawn. we'll leave that off we'll leave that off the record yeah, but yeah, yeah there, I there agree was, there was with you, Dakota, actually, on the Saints. I, I think if Jameis would have stayed healthy last year, we'd be viewing this Saints team this year as totally different than last year because we kind of view them as a dumpster fire. But you forget that Marcus Callaway actually did really well with Jameis. He was a preseason darling, and then starting the year, he did really, really well. So, I mean, he, he could have turned Marcus Callaway into a pro bowler. And then we're talking about Jameis throwing for another – you know, Jameis has never really thrown for like under 3,500 yards. It's just not in him. And, you know, the touchdowns are going to come with all that yardage. So I, I think it's all in Jameis, to be honest. I think Camara, Camara's here, Alave, everybody. Andy Dalton's there pushing Jameis. So if Jameis doesn't perform, I don't think that that uh, 
the new head coach Allen is scared at all to say, Hey, look, Jameis, you had your fun. Let's see what happens. And they've shut down the Taysom Hill experiment for the love of God. God. Finally. Thank God. He is a reserve tight end. And you made me feel so much better about my hatred for Taysom Hill. You being a Saints fan that also hates watching him play football, I am so happy that I could come in every day when we work together to say, what was Taysom Hill doing? This was awful, and that you agreed with me. I I loved it. We had an over 100 QBR from Jameis. We had 14 touchdowns and only three picks. And then we go to Taysom Hill, and we're the last in the league in passing offense. I mean, what else do you need as your evidence to stop that experiment? Do you remember week one? I don't want to talk about it. No, that was great. <laughs> yeah, those I'm were talking the... about week one last year. Yeah, it was great. And then everything went down. Tony, do you remember for the Saints week one? You remember no, what happened? I don't remember. I'll refresh your memory. The Saints beat the Packers. What? 38 to three. Jesus. Yeah. That's a beaten. Is that the year that uh, Aaron Rodgers James threw five touchdowns? Is that the year Aaron Rodgers pretended that he wasn't going to come back anymore? And so he didn't show up and had nothing to do with the team and everybody was still pissed off. So the team looked like shit for like four weeks. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah and then he just went ahead and won MVP. Still impressive. I'm still impressed by the way, but it did take him a while to come back to life. Off. Isn't that the game where Marquez Callaway had a bunch of receiving touchdowns and there were some throws that you're like, where is that going? And then Marquez Callaway comes out of nowhere. Yeah, that was it. He had at least two. I don't have the stats in front of me, but just absolutely insane. I remember at halftime when it was 17-3, everybody was like, what is happening? And then they just kept throwing touchdowns. And then, yeah, that. so that is the potential right there. Obviously, they didn't continue that, but... If Jameis could stay healthy, those are the games that are possible. So there's signs of life. There's signs yes. of life in the NFC South. And I guess we'll have to wait and see what happens. But the Falcons suck. Yep. yep. The, conference, the conference division runs through Tampa Bay. I think the whole conference runs through Tampa Bay. Uh, Tampa Bay or, or L.A. with the Rams. One of those two. I think that's. I think that's going to be our NFC Championship game again. Wow. Anybody have anything else? Dakota, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Dakota. Yeah. Happy to be here. Hell yeah. If you guys want me to uh, tear apart the uh, Ravens or the Colts division, I'd be uh, happy. Uh, we already did those divisions, sir. But thank you. We appreciate you. <laughs> We can have another roast show of the Ravens, Daniel. You'd love that. Oh, I, I, yep. Would love every minute. Thank you. Thank you, Dakota. It's been fun, brother. Good times. There you have it. You've been listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Subscribe on your favorite platform and follow us at Huddle Up NFL and at Commissioner Mister on Twitter to keep up on the latest from the NFL and stay in the huddle. Huddle up. Team on three. One, two, three. Three.